0: Tarek El Moussa is the star of HGTV hit series, Flip or Flop, now in its seventh season. Tarek received his real estate license when he was 21 years old and quickly made a name for himself in Orange County, California. At the height of the housing boom, he was selling multi-million dollar mansions like hotcakes. But when the housing bubble burst, he carved out a new niche for himself in the world of real estate, flipping distressed properties.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Dan Locke Show. Now, a lot of my fans, a lot of my audience has always been asking me about investing. Hey, Dan, I want to get into investing. How do I do it? You know, what should I do? Should I buy stocks, buy real estate? There's so many questions. Today, I'm super excited to bring you a super successful real estate entrepreneur. More than that, maybe you've seen him on TV, right? TV star, speaker, a father, so... Welcome, Tarek. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited. I mean, there's so many things you can talk about, but welcome to the show.
2: Hey, man. So excited to be here. I've I'm, I'm just been waiting to get on this, this show with you, and I'm looking forward to this, and I know you have some amazing fans, and they're amazing entrepreneurs, so I hope I can give them some good nuggets that really help them.
1: Let, let's rock and roll. First of all, take us, take us to the beginning, right? How did you get into like, what you do today, into investing and business and, and everything that you're working on right now?
2: And you know, it's like every other entrepreneur. It was so easy. You know, I woke up one day and people gave me millions of dollars. And I'm just kidding. No, he wasn't like that. <laughs> That's why everybody thought he was like that. Right. I grew up in Buena Park, California. I've always been a hustler. I've always been a grinder. I've been an entrepreneur mindset since I was a young kid. The first time I got into a Mercedes Benz, I was l- less than 10 years old. And I remember thinking one day I'm going to drive one of these cars. Nah. So when I was a young kid, I knew I wanted to be successful and I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, so I got out of high school, I was trying to go to college, I was delivering pizza and I was selling kitchen knives at the time and I was making decent money. Like back then, like 3000 bucks a month was decent money. And I lost my sales book. Right. And I went totally broke. And I was at a bank one day and, um, I was out of money. I, I had no job and I was dropping out of college. Like things were not good. And I looked up to the right and I saw a crooked real estate sign. It said, why is old owl real estate school? And, the, and right then, that, that moment was a defining moment in my life. I remember thinking, you know what? If I can sell these knives, I can sell those houses. I pulled all my money out, walked 100 feet to the, store, to the building, and I signed up for real estate. And that's how I got in real estate. Oh, wow.
1: So basically, I think all great entrepreneurs, we started off with learning how to sell, how to communicate, right? how to connect with people. So you you made that mental switch. If I can sell something at a low ticket, I might as well sell something for a a lot higher ticket because at least your commission is bigger, right?
2: Why make 500 when you make 50,000, right? That's right, that's right. Sales is sales. And that's one of the beautiful things about being a salesman. That's a beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur. If you can do it once, you can do it twice. If you can do it twice, you can do it three times. You can do it over and over and over and you can accept to receive the same results.
1: If you could give us a quick, maybe one or two, the key things when it comes to
2: sales that you've learned, like some most important things, what were those to Here it is right here. The number one thing I know about sales, you are never going to sell someone into something they don't want. The key Mm. to sales is to talk to enough people to find the people that want what you're selling. So I've always come from the old school mindset, if you have to grind it out. When I first started in real estate, I didn't make contacts. I wasn't grinding. I wasn't hustling. I was doing what everybody else was doing my first five months in the business, I made $0, mm-hmm. zero. I was 20 years old mm-hmm. and I was so broke, man. Like I broke up with my girlfriend, my parents got divorced. I know where to live. So I ended up moving to my mom's house and she had rented out my bedroom to roommate to help her pay for the mortgage. Mm-hmm. So I had to move into the garage at my mom's house and it was the first like low point of my life. I was down and out, Dan, like I had nothing. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting in that garage, there was cockroaches and spider webs and it was a real garage. Mm. And I had a decision to make. And I remember making a decision that I'm going to do everything humanly possible over the next 90 days to see if I can make something of myself selling these houses. Mm. And I committed to it. And within 90 days, miracle happened. I earned $120,000 in commission at my 21st wow. birthday within 90 days. Wow. I went in that garage with spider webs and cockroaches. I bought a million dollar house within 90 days. What people don't realize when you're in sales, things can change fast if you're willing to put the work in. Mm, very true. And I, I think most sales guys, when they, when
1: salespeople, they, when they are struggling, they are just kind of waiting. They're not selling. They are just kind of waiting. Well, maybe I'll, I'll get a referral. <laughs> maybe my phone would ring. Yeah. That, yeah no, not-
2: it's not going to happen. The, the, I mean, people ask me all like, Bottom line is this, it's a contact game, man. Like, look at us, right? We're on this, we're on this show right now. How did we get on the show? Mm-hmm. Like, we, we started messaging each other. We don't know each other, mm-hmm. but we knew that we're both entrepreneurs and we both know that we have done some really cool things. Mm-hmm. And we're doing this because we know what sales is. And this is part of what we do. And we love what we do. So never be afraid to go outside of your comfort zone. Yes. The worst thing you're gonna hear from someone is no. And then okay. you say no, thank you. And then you go next. And it was a no to start off with anyway. Yeah. So what do you have to lose?
1: Nothing to lose. So, so from there, how did you go from uh, real estate sales to being a, an investor?
2: Oh, so that's interesting. So, you know, it's all about making big commitments. And I, like I said, 21 years old, bought a million dollar house. You know, I was, I was living the life, man. I was making a couple hundred thousand a year. as a young kid. And my ego was like, you know, the size of Mars. I was the cockiest guy around. And guess what happened to me? It turns out, guess what? I'm like everybody else. I'm no better. I'm no worse. We're all the same. Yes. The recession hit in 2007, eight. And man, I, I was down and out, lost everything. Like I had to start over. I had to sell my million dollar home. I had to sell my vacation home. I had to sell my cars, my dirt bike, my motorcycle, my toys, and move into this tiny little apartment with a roommate that was smaller than my master bedroom of the house I moved out of. Wow. That, that taught you
1: community, right? That it taught you that, hey, man, the world is so much bigger, right?
2: Oh, the world is much bigger than I was. And I learned that. And it was the most valuable lesson of my life. I wouldn't change anything about my life because out of every negative, there's a positive and it's all about the comeback and it's all about the takeaway. Mm. So I struggled, you know, it was really hard for a few years. I didn't know what to do. And I started seeing investors coming in the market, buying these things called short sales. And I was like, what's a short sale? Mm. So I started going out there every day. I went out to different communities here in California and I would go door to door because I knew everybody was upside down because they just bought the houses, homes that were built in 2004, five, six. Mm. And I started going after short sales. And then all of a sudden I realized after selling them to investors, I was like, well, why am I not buying these? Mm. Well, I don't have money. Yes. So what did I do? I said, you know what? I don't have money. Somebody has money. So then I wow. put a business plan together and I went to every single person I I knew. And guess what? The first... 200 people said, no, no. Like, what do you, I'm, I'm like, I have a spreadsheet showing the breakdown, like to the D here, this is what you're going to make. You don't know what you're doing. You're too young. You have no experience. I said, I don't need experience. I know this. If I pay X and I put X into it and it sells for Y and there's money left, that's profit. That's all I needed to know simple math. So I finally found a guy that was dumb enough to invest with me. And by the way, to this day together, me and that dumb guy have flipped close to 500 houses together.
1: <laughs> wow Wow! So that's how uh, I got into investing But I think it's also That, that investor that, that first investor I think he He could see, I, I don't know if it's true But he saw something in you I think He saw the hustle he's, He saw your drive
2: And he's like Hey, you know what? Let's, let's, let's give it a chance. Yeah, that, that's it, man. Like, if you, ha- you have to want this. You have to live this. Mm. You have to want to be more successful than anything you ever thought possible. Like, you have to think about it when you're sleeping. You know how it is. Mm. I'm sure you're the same way. 100% and, so. and you know what? People read that. People can read you. They know if you're real. They know if you're really going for it. Yeah. And the funny thing is, when you're presenting something or pitching an idea to someone you're asking the people that are probably aren't even the right people. And most people are scared to ask the successful people because they're successful, but the successful people are the ones who are successful because they're smart and they listen to others and they're willing to learn. Mm, They're they're, they're open-minded. Open-minded like me. I listen to everybody. I don't care if you make $5 an hour or $5 million an hour because there's someone out there with great ideas.
1: Mm, mm, Very, very true. So then, so you, you were getting involved now you're, you're investing and how did you transition into doing your first reality uh, show flip of flop?
2: Exactly right. So in life, you can't wait. You always have to take action. And every single day, you got to look for different opportunities. I was at a big real estate convention and there was 5,000 people there and I was a nobody. I was sitting in the very back of this convention because I was embarrassed because I was nobody. And, I, and I'm not allowed to sit in the front because I couldn't afford it and I didn't have the production. Mm. But my friend was the vice president of a real estate company. He sat in the front row of this big stage mm. and two seats opened up in the front row. he texts me, Hey, come up, sit. And man, I was, I'll be honest. I was a little bit hungover. I was in Las Vegas. I was in- <laughs> and um, I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to do it. So I go to the front and all of a sudden all the big players, right. Are sitting in the front. So then they're looking at me and my my ex at the time, like, who are, who are these guys? Like we were dressed nice. We were young, good looking. And, um, at the break, they started talking to us. And I met one of the guys, his name was Brady Sondal. He was a realtor out of Palm Springs. And he was telling me how he had a local TV show Hmm. And when he went to the grocery store on the weekends, like people recognized him and he got business. And I remember thinking, wait a minute. Hmm. First time I ever thought about TV, I'm like TV and business. Next Hmm. night, went home from Las Vegas, 10 PM at night. I told my, my ex-wife, I said, here's the deal. I'm going to get us a TV show. She looked at me, I'll never forget. She had one foot up the stairs. We were living in San Clemente, California. She shook her head at me, said, you're crazy, go to bed. I said, no, we're getting a TV show. Mm. So what did I do? I went to the first production company, sent a pictures, bio, resume, everything. They called back the next day. From there, sky's the limit. Here we are today. Mm.
1: And when, how did the, the TV show help in terms of growing your brand and your business? Like, you know, no, I went...
2: Before the TV show was like life after TV show. You know, life before the TV show, nobody knew who I was, right? And life after the TV show, obviously, I've been on TV a very long time, and yeah. you know, people know me by now. They, when I started on TV, like my daughter who's almost nine, yeah. she was in my ex-wife's stomach. Like that's how long I've been doing this. Yeah. And by the way, I'm just getting started. Like this is the beginning for me. So there's so many great things ahead of me, and. And by the way, getting the TV show wasn't easy either. You know, it's like, here's what happened. So I did the home video. They loved it. I did the professional like two day shoot with production. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. I was driving my little Honda and I drove up to Hollywood, like the big city, you know, yeah. and they had this like production parking lot there was no parking. I'm like, oh, there's nowhere to park. And I'll never forget this. They saved a spot right in front with a piece of tape and two cones with a little sign that had me and my ex-wife's name on it. Yeah. I remember in that moment, I said, this is it something's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And it did. And you know what? It wasn't easy. It took a year before we got picked up. I actually gave up on the idea. And then once we got picked up, um, we shot the pilot and then they said the odds of the pilot going are very slim because not many make it
0: mm-hmm.
2: a week after we finished the pilot, the network called me. They said, we need 13 episodes in 10 months. Hmm. One week later. So here's the kicker. I had done three flips my entire year. And now they wanted 13 and 10 months. Yes. Two problems, no houses, no money. Yes. Two problems, no knowledge. (laughs) But you know what I did? I believed in myself, right? Because as an entrepreneur, it's all about mindset. If you believe you will achieve, you can make anything happen. So I put my money where my mouth was. I signed that contract and I told myself, I'm going to figure it out. And you know what happened? I did. You figured it out. Figured it out. You always figure it out. If you put yourself in a position where you cannot fail, guys, you will figure it out. Hmm. hmm. And then from,
1: from there, now uh, you've done the deal, the, uh, what was it like even in the 10 months? Was it a very, I assume it's a very intense shooting? Because most people, they see on TV, they see that 15, 20 minutes, but that's actually months of work to edit yeah. out to you, like, like a few minutes of footage, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, are we filmed for that whole year, and when I was first on TV, like, HGTV was a tiny little network. It wasn't really yes. big. Like, yes. we were unknown. I was, I didn't think anything of it. Like, nothing. And then today, HGTV's a monster. Yeah, huge. Huge. Worldwide brand. Mm. And I'm very blessed because I'm a big part of that. Our show was one of the biggest shows in the history of HGTV. And it still is. And mm-hmm. we are still going. That's why the premiere of Flipper or Flop Season 8 is tonight, actually. Tonight. Tonight. So it's going to be a really good season, but you know, I lost my train of thought because I move around a lot. What was I talking about? So, no,
1: so, 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 so from, from during the, what was it like filming and in the
2: intense, like Oh, it was, it was weird, man. Like one day, you know, you're just a normal, you know, 28 year old kid living in orange County. And next day, you know, you got cameras and lights and microphones and everybody's staring at you and you're feeling like, talk about a change. Like there's no warming up to get on TV. Like you're not on TV and now you're on TV. Yes. And, yes. And halfway through the season, the network thought it was a little bit too like risque because it's, you know, for the network. So they almost canceled the show halfway through wow. filming. Wow. And to be honest, we did 13 episodes that first season and they had us airing 11 PM to 12 AM mm. for six weeks straight, burning mm. us off the air. Mm. The first night we aired from the beginning of the air hour with no marketing, nothing to the and the hour the viewership grew in digit percentages and the following day the ratings came out we were one of the highest rated shows of the day wow well then that's when you know
1: you've you've got something that yeah. your, your personality your message resonates the theme resonates with the audience right
2: absolutely mm. and mm-hmm. and
1: f- from there so now you are on TV you you're producing the shows uh, and then what, what, does, what did you do, what changes you made in your business to, to leverage this, the tension that you're getting in the marketplace now?
2: Well, you know, it, it, it took a while. The first couple of years, you know, we were filming and the show was starting to pick up. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, it well, was like, getting paid to do the show. Or uh, at, at, the be- at the beginning, yeah, it wasn't much it was, we got 10,000 an episode, which, you know, back then it was, it was good money back then. And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. It was great.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but you know, it, it definitely helped us. And, and it's just, the show's done amazing things for us and it's just created a brand, you know? And back then it was all about trial and error. Like, you know, here's the deal with entrepreneurs. You know, most people don't realize like they say me, they say you, and they's like, Oh, I was on camera and Hollywood. No, like, here's what you guys don't understand. I didn't know how to find houses. So, I filmed all day, get home, and then I'd work until like 9 p.m. at night. Mm. And then from 10 p.m. at night until 4 a.m. the morning, I used to drive overnight by myself to all the properties going to auction the next day. Mm. Because I could only buy properties that weren't occupied, so I had to look for vacant houses. Because mm. if they were occupied, I couldn't film them, and it would take too long to evict them. Yeah. So I literally worked 20 hours a day for a long time, and it was a grind. Yeah, And what I see a lot of entrepreneurs do is they'll work so hard and then they quit. But the point that they're quitting, they're one level away from winning. They're so close. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing I want all the the listeners to understand is the road to success is a rocky road. Like you are going to go up, you are going to go down. You're going to doubt yourself. I doubted myself. There were nights where I was like, shit, maybe this isn't for me. Like maybe Maybe my mindset is a little wacky, right? Like I'm not meant for this, Mm. but guess what? Everybody has those same thoughts. And the Mm. key to success is kicking the shit out of those thoughts, believing in yourself and just never giving up. Mm. And and during
1: this, this time, have you ever had any mentors that, that kind of help you
2: guide you and that, that you would always seek advice from? You know what? The funny thing is, no, I didn't actually. So I just fig- I, I figured it out on my own, which I don't advise anyone to do. Yes. You know, I figured it out on my own through trial and error. And it was very stressful on myself, very lonely. I felt very lost and it was very difficult to do. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't change it for the world because of the valuable lessons I learned.
1: Mm, it, it makes sense. And then, so now going forward, so let's say for someone listening that they say, okay, I, w- I want to get into real estate. Like, w- what should I do? Like, I'll, or i made some money from my business or from my career. Uh, should, what, what should I invest in? How, how should I get started?
2: Man, like, I'm all about real estate investing. I absolutely love it. I flipped close to 500 houses. I have close to 100 rental properties, creating cash flow every month, which every month is great. You know, every month it covers my mortgage payment, my Lamborghini payment, my Tesla payment, covers all my toys. Like, it's fun, right? Cash flow is amazing. So, well, the first thing, you got to get educated. I actually do have educational seminars called Real Estate Elevated where we train students how to flip houses across the U.S. and Canada, where mm-hmm. you're at. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that. But other than that, you know, if you want to get started, you just got to take the first step. And the first step is education. And you have, to really, you have to really start studying what you're trying to get into because it can be a risky business. But at the same time, I think it's the most rewarding business in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, if you think about it, a lot of people get into investing, but they don't spend enough money on education. It's, it, it, it's, I'm always amazed that, okay, you're going you're gonna to invest this much money into an investment, probably long-term. Even you're flipping it. That's, that's risk involved. You wouldn't spend a tiny bit of that into learning how to do this. Like, it's like, I'm going to spend $100,000 buying a
2: car. I'm not going to spend $1,000 learning how to drive it. Exactly. Exactly. What I always tell people before I invested in real estate, Dan, I invested in myself. Yeah. You have to invest in yourself. Your brain is the most powerful computer in the world that can retain the most amazing knowledge ever created. Like use it. This right here is your key to success right there. Yeah. And what
1: are some of the mistakes that you see uh, investors make when they get into real estate?
2: Uh, well, the biggest mistake I see investors making is buying real estate or properties just because they're pieces of crap and they're beat up and they're junky and they look bad. <laughs> yeah. Just because it looks bad doesn't mean it's a good deal. <laughs> so in real estate, you always make your money when you buy. So you have to buy at the right price.
1: Mm. That's the secret. Mm. So you make money when you buy, not when you sell. That's just because it's an ugly property doesn't mean it's a good deal. Right? We're looking for a good deal. Exactly. And it's all simple math. And do you recommend that people start off with, let's say, just flipping properties first and then go into maybe more rental buy and hold strategy or they
2: could do a little bit of both? You know, it it all depends on what their ultimate goal is. So a lot of people say, well, I have no money to buy and hold rental properties. So how do you make money? You got to flip the houses, make make the money money. so that you can buy the rentals. That's what I did. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the money, go make the money by flipping houses.
1: Mm. kind of, kind of just roll up the sleeves and, and, and get, now when you were flipping properties, uh, do you recommend students say, Hey, you know, you, do I have to be a handyman? Do I have to renovate or
2: or, like, how does, how does that work? I am the worst, (laughs) (laughs) like the worst, like I'm telling you right now, I don't know how to do any construction work. Yeah. What I learned early on in the business, after trying to, on that first flip, after burning myself with acid, after electrocuting myself, mm. after making everything go wrong, I realized that my value mm. is my brain. And my brain is, is that I have the ability to go find real estate. So you can, I can hire someone to tile a shower. I can't hire someone to be me and find deals. Mm -hmm. So what I realized is the best use of my time was to find deals where I can make 50, 60, 70, 80, 100,000, not save $1,000 installing Tile. So I learned that early on. It was the best thing I learned early. Mm
1: -hmm. And and what are some of the things that, like, what's the best way for someone
2: to to find some good deals? Oh, man, there's... There's so many different ways, like I'm, I'm big into, you know, obviously, because of my brand, I, you know, I'm on TV and stuff. So I do a lot of digital marketing campaigns, TV yeah. campaigns, radio campaigns. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, there, there are so many different ways to find deals, you know, on the MLS, there's off market listings, there's probate sales, there's absentee owners, there's multiple property owners, there's still and notice of defaults. And there's so many different ways. And for someone that wants to get into it, that's why it's really important to get educated. And that's why I love my, my seminar company, Real Estate Elevated. Like we work with so many students and we change their life. And it's amazing watching someone show up on day one with nothing. And a year later, you look at them and their life is completely different.
1: I think for most people, maybe I think maybe you have a full-time business you're running. You have a full-time job. And don't feel like you have to jump from that to I'm going to transition full-time being an investor. You're not going to do that overnight. I think for most people, if you just do one deal, one deal a year, do one, flip one property, that's life changing
2: for for most. It is life changing. And you know what? It's all about scheduling. So one of the biggest keys to my success that I learned early on was commit to a schedule and do the exact same things at the exact same times every single day. Mm. So me, it was always about what is the most important thing in my life when building businesses. Hmm. It is acquiring new business. So the first task that I would do every single day when I was growing a business yep. was look for new business. I would make five to 600 phone calls every single day. Yep. Two headsets, automatic dialer, two computer screens. When I got done with that, I would drive to neighborhoods and go door to door, hmm.
0: 105
2: degrees out, sweating, sunburn, wet, for hours, and after I did that, I go back to my office. Everybody's at home eating dinner. I put my headsets back on and make more phone calls. Seven thirty a.m., eight thirty p.m. at a minimum every single day. Well, six days a week.
1: Mm, wow! And talk to us about like from that period of time. Even on the show, it's it seems to me that you've been, you know, a, a hardworking, you know, you, you, you hustler doing that and then when did you start building a team? What was was that like?
2: That was interesting. Okay. So man, it's, it's amazing what can happen once you start delegating, but you can't start delegating until you start making a little bit of money. So I I mean, at the beginning I was everything, everything. And I hired my, my first employee Hmm. and he, um, I hired him, I brought him on, I paid him 10 bucks an hour and his job (laughs) was (laughs) <laughs> too, I used to write handwritten cards, man, and fold envelopes. So my hands would hurt so bad. I hired him to write the handwritten letters. He did that, and then he started and then I gave him more tasks and more tasks. And then I added a third person. And guess what? The guy that was stuffing envelopes, he's vice president of operations for my company. Wow. wow. Know, was,
1: from, from then to how many years? The VP of your operation.
2: Th- uh, three years. The years, okay, very cool. Yeah, very yeah. so what I do is I'll work, I'll bring someone on and I'll, and I'll grow with them until the point where I feel like I'm starting to drown because there's too much going on, income's coming in, then I'll add a new person, relieve some of my stress. So mm. I always focus on what can I do that's the best value for my time. Mm. Mm. So I try to do things that will bring me the best return and that's why I do believe in delegating. Like people ask me what I do for a living. I said, well, I tell people what to do all day. I'm a professional delegator. That's what I do. Mm, mm, mm. And as a visionary of the
1: company, you're focusing on the vision and the direction of the company and then finding good people to, to execute on that vision. Right. And Absolutely. then of course you, you would, you are the best advocate, spokesperson for your brand. That's why you're on TV, you're creating content on interview. That's the highest and best use of your time. Right?
2: Absolutely. I like what I said. You know, I have the ability to touch millions and millions and millions of people around the world. Mm. And I just absolutely love what I do. I love this life I've built. And it's been, it's been a struggle. And for everybody watching this, they need to understand that if they're doubting themselves, that's normal. If they're failing, that's normal. If they feel like it's not for them, that's normal. Every single successful person you will ever meet, every single one has had those exact same feelings. Mm. And it doesn't
1: go away, by the way. <laughs> it, it is not like you achieve a certain level of success. Oh, yeah everything is fine, no worries, hell no. Nope, it's <laughs> okay. still there. Yeah, in fact, if uh, this is, you agree with this, what I found is the more success, the bigger the problems. Yeah. Yeah, like, Absol- compare to, absolutely. compared to the beginning, we were solving problem at this level, now the problem has more zero, they are more complex,
2: and they have uh, bigger consequences. Huge consequences. You know, the decisions we make in our life, you know, back in the day, if we make a wrong decision, we might us. get this. Yeah, just hey, us, just one person. If I make a wrong decision, like I'm, you know, if I go out and do something stupid, yeah. I'm done. My it's over. Yeah. So which right. holds me accountable too.
1: Yes, yes. It's it's interesting because before the show we were talking about how you structure your your company, your organization, which I believe the same similar structure where we are interconnect. I call that building an ecosystem right? I'm curious how you view what you do and how you, how you structure and design this ecosystem, everything is connected. Because I think for, for here's a difference. I think for, from in terms of a, an entrepreneur and a business owner, there's a difference. As, as, a, as a business owner, you might talk to a business owner and say, hey man, how are things? How's business? This is good. Five, fast forward five years later, you talk to the same business owner, they kind of do the same thing right? They kind of like, how things are things? It's pretty good. and maybe an Entrepreneur, cool. which business? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. So an entrepreneur here today, five years later, they'll be like, they have this thing going on. They have this business going on and they start this thing and they sell this thing. And then they have a business within the business. And it's usually, it's much more complex. That to me is a sign of a true entrepreneur, right? So talk to me about your philosophy about the
2: ecosystem and how you design this. Man, I'm, I'm, cont- I'm, see, the thing is I'm designing all day, every day. It's ever changing every single day, redesigning, 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 moving parts, new employees, new deals, things are changing. But I know this, that every single thing I do, mm. everything I, I do all has to point to one target in the middle. Mm. So, and that is all about creating content and exposure that will increase Results of marketing campaigns and notoriety and credibility. And all day, every day, I think, how can I share my message with the world? Mm -hmm. And once I share my message, once the world receives my message, how do I in turn take that and invest in real estate and build a brand and create products and services and help other people? Mm -hmm. What's your, what's
1: your, your personal goal in terms of a business goal or even a financial goal?
2: You know what? I mean, I, no, one's, no one's asked me that, but my, my life financial goal is the first time I'll say it live or for the first time, I want to be a billionaire. Mm. And that's what I think about all day, every day. Mm. Mm. I think it's amazing and I don't think I, I want to. I know I'm going to. And I know what I need to do to get there. The beautiful thing for me about this, part, this point in my life is I know how to get there and I'm on track. And that's what I'm working towards every single day. Mm. Mm. And you yeah, know what? set goals so freaking big, like set so big that you can never stop working towards them.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's something I learned from a mentor as well because he said to me years ago, he said, Dan, most people, they set goals too small. And that's no why they, they settle. Or they, they hit the goal and then they get complacent. Right? But if you set a goal so big, it, it stretches you. And we both know, like any, anyone, seriously, anyone that's achieved any kind of success, both of us, like, we we don't need another car. No, we don't. It's just like, you can only drive one car at a time. You I got a new Ferrari yesterday, kind of fun. Yeah, you know, that's good, that's good. But you know what I mean? So it's, that's not, once you get to a certain point in terms of, like, financial success, that doesn't, that's not what
2: drives. It's not exciting anymore. Like, I got the new car and I didn't even drive it. Uh, You know, because I, So that's the thing. So I think you're, I think an entrepreneur, we have similar mindsets. Mm -hmm. What's exciting for me is the building, the goal setting, the Mm -hmm. achievement, how it makes you feel, not the material shit, like how it makes you feel inside. Mm -hmm. That's the spirit of an entrepreneur. And by the way, I threw out a goal of being a billionaire. I really think I'm going to make it. But if I don't Dan, and I end up being worth 500 Mm -hmm. million, that's not so bad, Mm -hmm. right? Mm, I mean, considering where, where you came from, the humble beginning, right? Both you of us. know, and it's not so bad. Mm. So, yeah, guys, just go after your dreams, go after your goals. And guess what, man? I want you to set goals so big that people call you crazy because my whole life, people told me I was crazy. I said, I'm going to get a TV show. They said, You're crazy. Someone flip houses. They said, You're crazy. I said, I'm going oh, to flip 100 homes a year. They said, You're crazy. Can I? can't be done, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love when people tell me it can't be done. Anything could be done. Anything. Yes.
1: Yes. Now, share with us one moment, one moment where during this journey, even after you accomplish some success, a moment where you you made a mistake, a very critical mistake. And what have you learned from that?
2: Ooh, critical mistake, man. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe it's after the first season, the second season, that you just it's 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 a wrong decision or the, a mistake.
2: You know, so. Some of the mistakes I made I made in my life was through a couple of years when I was sick, um, and I didn't take care of my 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 personal self, and um, I paid the consequences. Ultimately, in the end, it, a lot of bad things personally happened with me. I was, you know, I had you know I had different cancers, and I had back surgery, and I got you know I got divorced, and mm. and a lot of different things that that taught me a lot of valuable lessons. But when it comes to business, like I've always made a lot of small mistakes, Dan. I've never made any, any big mistakes. Mm. Well, actually I did make a big mistake, but it turned out to be a good mistake and I'll explain why. So I just started a new construction and design company and I teamed up with a really incredible contractor to run the operations Mm. and a design team. And it's amazing. Right. And years ago I started a construction company because I got tired of paying other people. And what happened was, I, I didn't know construction and I failed. The, the one thing I failed at in my life, I can tell you right now, mm. was one thing I really, really failed. at. I never failed at anything else because I just never quit. Mm. I failed at construction and I failed at construction. Well, one, because I didn't put the time in because I didn't have the time and I didn't have the knowledge. So I wasn't there and I lost hundreds of thousands of dollars because the company itself, the employees were stealing, it was being mismanaged. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it wasn't being operated. Everything else, right? My hands weren't on the company. I was detached from the company and I paid the consequences. But because of that company, I ended up buying a commercial real estate building, which I only, I only qualified for that loan because of that construction company. And guess what? That building's gone up $4 million since I bought it. So it's pretty, pretty okay. So there's, there's a, there's positive to every negative. So I failed at the construction company, but because I had that company, I was able to buy a big building.
1: Mm, it makes sense. It makes sense. So for for someone, let's say they're listening to this, what what resources would you point them to if they want to learn more about investing? Or of course, tune in for the
2: show. Right? Yeah, I mean, like the best place to find me, where I share like my life and some like real estate tips and a whole bunch of different stuff, is on my Instagram, and it's the real Tarek El Musa. And I have my seminar event company, Real Estate Elevated. That's also on Instagram. Mm. And, you know, I'm, I communicate with people. If they message me, if they do comments, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm active, I'm live, I'm communicating with my followers, and I just love what I do.
1: Mm. Uh, where, where, what's, where, where do you see your, your organization going in the next, like, three years? What are some of the goals and vision that you have?
2: In the next three years... Um, well, right now I have one hit worldwide TV show. In three years, I expect to have three worldwide TV shows. Yes. I have two, so I, I need to find one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I it would be by that time, 10th season could be, <laughs> right? Seasons, And on top of that, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to grind it out. I'm, I'm making a commitment to grind it out every single day and grow mm-hmm. as big and as fast as I possibly can. And then that's where I'm headed. That's the direction.
1: And that's the inspiration we want to leave you with is it's easy to see anyone that's accomplished anything. Oh, yeah, he can do it. She can do it. We all, we all start somewhere. Yeah. Right? So don't look at us and say, oh, yeah, you guys can do it, but I cannot do it. No, you could do it if, if you want it bad enough.
2: Yeah, you know what the great thing is about us? Like, we know we can do it because we've done it. But before we did it, we doubted ourselves. Did you ever doubt yourself? All the, it's still now. Yeah, is that yeah,
1: crazy? We have. We, we have fears, we have doubts, and we just don't let those things stop us. You got to be unstoppable. Unstoppable mindset. That's it. Awesome, awesome. And I'm, I'll make sure, so I'll put a link so you want to find a little bit more. It doesn't matter. You want to investing, in, tune in for the show, all of that. And maybe real estate is, is what you want to do. Maybe you want to learn buy and hold. You want to flip. It, it doesn't really matter. What well, we want to leave you with is education, invest in yourself all the time. No one can take that away from you.
2: And that's it, guys. You got to invest in yourself before you invest in anything else because you, that person in the mirror, is the most valuable asset you will ever own. That's it.
0: That's it for today's episode of The Dan Lok Show. Head over to thedanlokshow.com and be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes. You are guaranteed to expand your thinking, your network, and your network. So be sure to subscribe to the show today. Dan also has a gift for you. Go to www.danlokshow.com because there are bonuses when you subscribe.